Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your hosts, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Welcome to Inside the Firm. I'm your host, Alex Gore. I'm here with your co-host, Lance Psycho, architect, contractor. Uh, city fa- architect. City architect. City architect. Big city architect. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm Alex Gore, your simple country architect. <laughs> So whether you are a city architect, a country architect, or some other profession, you probably need a computer to do your work. We recommend you get a Dell because right now till the end of the month, you have two more days to get up to 50% off. You go to dell.com forward slash inside the firm. That's where you get it. You click on, uh, I think it's, what is it? Save now? Let me do it. Dell. Oh, you're going to Dell. Uh, uh, Save now. Save now is where you click on. And then you put in your email address and they send you the coupon where you can get special inside the firm discounts above and beyond anything else you can get. So do that. Yeah. Quit wasting your time. Quit wasting your time. Because yeah, you know doing? what? It's, it's August. It's like uh, we got like one quarter left pretty soon of the year. We're almost there, right? So it's also not too late to meet your goal of increasing your firm's productivity. ArcCat has, has the tools any size firm needs to compete, whether it's ArcCat's Using Arcat's powerful search to find product data, downloading high-quality specifications, getting the right BIM for your model, or using the patented spec wizard to, co- to configure a specification in minutes. Best of all, it's free to use and requires no registration, so check out arcat.com. That's A-R-C-A-T.com today. No, it stops one reason that stops some people from transitioning to Revit? Fear. Because... Correct. Because they've built up their system. They are familiar with what they already have. Yeah. Who, who, nobody likes to be uncomfortable. Exactly. So they already have a template. They already have all the files that they need. They already know what to do. Revit Rocketship can help you. It get, you literally get our firm's template. So 10 years of development from the get-go. You get our furniture package that has a whole bunch of Revit families so that you have the components that you need to get it done. Also, in that template has the walls, floors, roofs, windows, doors, everything else you need to get done. So you're literally having to step up immediately instead of having to build up a whole nother system that you're used to, <clears throat> that you built up for 10 years. We've built up this one for you. And then we have the training that goes along with it so that you can learn how to use this system quickly so that you'll be familiar and you won't have that fear. If you buy Revit Rocketship, uh, right now at RevitRocketship.com and then type in the coupon code B2S for back to school. You get to donate that same system to a local high school of your choice. A whole high school class will get the same system. We've had high school classes use it. They've had phenomenal results. Phenomenal results. It's instantly made them look like a professional. And I mean instantly. They obviously had to go through the course use the template and then use all the families and you can help out your community that way. And it's a good way to give back. I promise you, you'll feel good. You would help out some young person that might want to become an architect has this dream and you will make them look like a rock star and encourage them instead of having that fear, they will be familiar 
and that will boost their confidence. So go to RevitRocketShip.com. Check it out. Yep. We got Al the Contractor Gore in so, the hizzy. So here's a contractor thing that I just realized. <clears throat> From my framing crew, who I really like, I keep... This is the second time, and they haven't been big. They've misquoted how much lumber that they needed. Oh, it happens on every job with them. Yep. Not throwing them under the bus. I'm just saying. And I, well, th- I think I think we're trying to generally lump, talk about subcontractors, right? Well, this applies to everyone because I exactly. call my contractor buddy, Brian Tinker. Everyone should use him. And I said, hey, what happens when this happens to you? He goes, oh, it's like every time I get a framing quote or a lumber quote, or any sort of quote that I didn't quote, I add 15% on it. 15? 15%. He's like, um, he, he goes for lumber. He goes, I, I go set between 17 and 18 because they always don't have enough for blocking. They always don't have enough for, you know, propping things up. They, um, tongue and groove, they never get enough, right? He goes, roofing is about to go up 20%. 20%. I'm glad that I'm already done roofing. And he goes, so how I handle this with clients he goes there's two types of bids i do a hard bid or a cost plus yeah and if i do a hard bid he's like i I tell the owners that you know here's the hard bid that i got and i'm adding this 15 to 20 percent on every single one of those items sounds like cost plus to me right keep keep and he goes (laughs) so he goes they go oh it's not going to happen that way he goes no problem we can do a cost plus and you will see them and then, and he goes, trust me, they're going to come back in with extra amounts and you are going to have to pay that Yeah, because it's a cost plus. And yeah. they go, I understand, but I want to do the cost plus. He goes, so he goes, it, it always actually showing them that actually showing them, Hey, here's my lumber quote. He didn't say anything about marking up labor. Mm-hmm. I don't get much markups on labor ever. Okay. You know what I mean? Like the guys just don't ask, you know? Um, and then he shows them that markup. And then it almost convinces them to do cost plus. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a nice little tidbit. To that know is a nice side. little tidbit, contractor Al Gore. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Also, measure twice, order once. Yep. Oh, oh. Windows, right? Ah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, sometimes windows break. We had a window break on site uh, earlier this week, and so now I got to order another one, oh. and that just that just happens, right? Uh, my my lesson is for contracting this this week is triple check everything before you actually pay for it because now mm. I'm now now because because sometimes the right material maybe it's the wrong material it comes and the color's wrong and then you got to go well that's not going to work so now we got to kind of eat that cost and right. it, and it is what it is yeah and that's that uh and honestly I think is anything else contractor girl nope beautiful we are going to. I'm going to introduce somebody very special to you guys. He's he he's apparently a simple man. Uh, and without further ado, uh, here we go. I'm just a simple country architect. Hey, Al, Al, again, welcome to the show. Simple Al, Al Gore, simple country architect. So, so you played that. We had a. It started at seven. I actually got on at six thirty, and it went till one in the morning. Too long. So one in the morning, and then because six uh, hours, six hours planning out, and zoning. I was it? Yeah, exactly. He's, and you guys took up the you guys you guys were the only two projects on it, right? Two projects. So I was there for both projects. Yeah, okay. The architect. So I've got some questions for um, Al Gore, the Simple Country Architect. Can I tell him where that came from? Yes, Can of I course, of course, of course. So they were asking me about 
traffic, the parking, and the the uh, electrical lighting plan at this time. Um, and, and I stated, you know, my answers, and I said, the civil engineer is here, and I'm, so I'm just a simple country architect, and she can correct me if I'm wrong. But the line comes from Star Trek, from McCoy, who, who always says he's just a simple country doctor, uh, yet he's on the Starship Enterprise. So I love using it. I've only used that line twice in my life, and it's actually been at planning and zoning commissions um, because they're asking me about stuff that, you know, like they're asking me traffic and things like that. So I, I, I know the answer, but I have to preface it. With that. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I've got some questions for, for Al Gore, Simple Country Architect here. Here, one second. The other comments I have are about the architecture. Um, the, I think the Gordon Bat is okay. It's not great. You're seeing a lot more of that um, modern design in the in the area, but um, I don't think that it's very as appropriate as it as a, as it could be to the style of the architecture that is currently in the neighborhood. And the thing that I'm really opposed to are those huge white banded roof lines that you're showing along with the white banded, uh, you know, planter bases or whatever I saw on that elevation. It gives it a really industrial kind of strip mall type of look. And sure, you can cover it up with plants and things like that, but really that kind of style right there is just, I don't think, appropriate at all for what... Um, for what you guys are trying to accomplish and especially not for the neighborhood. So those are my two comments on that. So Al Gore, they, uh, to give everybody some context too about that is all this whole, basically um, our team presented the project to planning after, after planning and zoning staff recommended it to the planning and zoning commission. Then Al, Al and our team presented the, the project further and then the general public could call in. 14 people called in. Al Gore, what do you have to say to your, your poor planning of Borden Batten? Which I look as traditional. Like, I look at that and I go, I don't know if that's modern. Is that modern? Uh, yeah, right. Well, the answer I gave was that we're doing actually a different type in the neighborhood. We're doing uh, co-housing, which is a different type of living than single-family housing. So we actually don't have the same type of architecture as a single-family house. And to do so, wouldn't it be appropriate? Um, also, we, we could change the style. There's a bunch of things that we could change it to. But then someone else would have a critique exactly. of that style. And then I went on two more points. And having a different style in the neighborhood actually works well. And the best proof of that is Prospect Neighborhood, which is an award-winning neighborhood right down the street from this that has almost every two it, buildings. New urbanist, new urbanist type of stuff. Yep. Um, so, so it is actually appropriate and it's been tested and it's been tested extremely close. And then I talked about rather than just style, the substance is what really matters. So I talked about how we broke up the building on the horizontal plane so that no section was over 40 feet. And then on the vertical plane too, um, and how we pushed and pulled and, and did masses that were more to the scale of the neighborhood. Um, and the, no one from the city council really addressed it other than uh one guy actually kind of agreed with me uh and like reiterated all my points just in a different way and then said yeah someone else would complain if it was different he's like i actually don't believe it's too contrasting he goes because of the way that they broke up the form you know yeah um so uh but there's more 
so with that, we're going to take another, we're going to feel another question from the wonderful public with their opinions. The term for uh, those of us also in the profession of architecture have a term for the, the architecture as presented on this project. Um, I call them Revit boxes uh, after the software that they're probably being designed or developed with Revit boxes, giant Revit boxes especially with considering the type of siding and everything else. This project is too big for this neighborhood. Thank you very much. Al, what do you have, what do you have to say for yourself? Actually, so, so I already, my whole answer was after that. So I talked about the breaking <laughs> up. But the developer actually had a good point. He goes, this is not a stick frame construction. All the houses are stick frame construction. This is ICF Even though he kept saying timber, but yes, stick frame. Yes, yes. Yeah, keep going. Um, this is ICF construction. So you need to balance how many push and pulls you do, where you do them, and why you do them. You know, And it's more costly to do that than typical stick, stick frame. You can get a little bit more nuanced with it. So it actually isn't a product of Revit. It's a, it's, it's a profit, product of the construction itself. Um, and yeah. I, here's what I think we should do. Number one, I told Al, we need to just change our firm. It's just called Revit Boxes. Yes. But what's so crazy? Revit Boxes Architecture. What do you think? I love it. I love it. I'm looking outside and there's this three Those look story. like Revit Boxes. Yeah. I see that. They look like Revit Boxes. But now I'm looking at this house that was built in the 80s. I go, oh, I can see that in Revit too because we do so many additions and we have to model the house. Everything that I see, I can see is a Revit Box. So like it's... <laughs> Where is this idea? First of all, I got I to gotta say, I gotta say, if you just... If you're an architect listening to this and you go into a public hearing like this and you, and you give your you give your opinion then you damn well better be doing some curvy shit with your architecture firm like I want to see some Zaha stuff if I if I because what you have to do at the beginning of your public comment for any of this is you give your name and if I hear you critique our work like that then I'm going to look we're going to look you up and I'm going to go like oh yeah I expect to see some Zaha stuff Oh man, that, those also look like Revit boxes. <laughs> so just just have a little bit of like uh, self reflection, just in general. Um, but yeah, to the Revit boxes, I the Revit boxes comment like there was that we already read the letter about the whole the whole complaint about um, the Revit from from the from the architectural community, and I just think I just think it's whining uh, about the whole thing. But man, I don't know the outside. It's it's frustrating. Have like. I, I haven't had too much of a hand in this project that Alex was was defending, representing to the to planning and zoning. <clears throat> so my my perspective was trying to be objective and just under just understand the, the you know all the concerns and everything involved. And even even for me not having a a very inside look at it, I was like, when hearing critiques and stuff, I was like, oh, I just don't think you understand. You, it's silly for you to for you to make these comments, wh whoever you are, about any anything related to the project because you don't know the in like all these little nuances. And then Alex would explain the nuances. Like I can't remember what what other kind of question you got about why couldn't you make them five foot smaller? And I thought your question was perfect. You were like, okay, first of all, five feet in a house is a huge amount of space. Yep. Huge amount of space. Because it's five foot times like 15 foot or 20 Correct. foot. Correct. And then I stated where you move that wall is a room. And that room has a certain space to it. And then once you change that room, it not, might not be the 
same room type. And then you need to, the room type is related to the next room type. And there's a cascade domino effect of when you do this. And then the builder actually, the developer gave another good point too, because I said also, it's good to have these houses. There's these three houses that are basically the same. They're just flipped and mirrored and rotated and stuff like that. And he said, um, again, without stick construction with ICF, ICF is a specialty and having them set up similarly is going to actually be significant cost savings rather than minor cost savings. Um, and, and they bought that too. Uh, do you have any, so do you have any advice because this is the second, uh, conditional approval process that we've had to go through in specifically the town that we, that we operate in. Have you done any in other, other, other counties yet? No. Okay. We're going to have to, uh, Gresh and I, in two of our projects, same County, different, not the yeah. same county we operate in, but a different one. Do you have any advice for people when going into meetings like this? Yes. Know that they're going to ask you. And they did, and I'll give some more example. Okay. Why don't you just, why don't you just. Like, you mean uh, count, like uh, the commissioners or and the public? The si- and the both, public? Both. And, and the, the city. Yep. Yeah. So there's this space podcast I listen to. Say, Tim say, it again, say it again. Why don't you just. Why don't you just. Okay. And they even have a segment called Why Don't You Just. And You're it, kidding. It, yep. And it's funny. Because it, it's dealing spaces, with their space. It's about space, space uh, rockets. Yeah. They're like, why don't you just, and then they'll talk about like, instead of using hypergolic fuel, why don't you just, and then, you know, like say some other thing. And it always goes into like a nuanced answer about why methane is, you know, the better fuel in this scenario than another fuel. But here's the example rating back to, to architecture. They also said, so this site has a large building up front yep. that's broken up. Then it has triplexes behind it. And then it has single families behind that and it's on a hill. And the question was, why don't you just put the big building in the back? Why don't you just, why don't yep. you just do that? Al? Yep. There was multiple reasons. The biggest ones had to do with the way that it was sloped. The second had to do with the big building has all the community resources in it. And we want the neighbors to actually participate in the, in, in the community resources. So to have them walk through the whole site to get to that, when you're actually, when we are also trying to eliminate car rides, is bad. So those two reasons are huge. And then three, um, have you ever been, (laughs) have you ever been to a community where, uh, you have to drive by, it just doesn't make sense. Like you drive by the nice houses to go to the lower price houses to go to the lowest price houses. Like, no, that's, (laughs) it's not a thing. That's not a thing. Um, those are three reasons. There was actually multiple more of it, but but the, be prepared for the, why don't you just flip it? Why don't you just uh, do something but else? How do, you, how do you prepare for that? That's what I'm getting at. Like You have to ask yourself those questions. Interesting. You have you to. Play the game, huh? I, yes. Write them down beforehand. Think of them. Think about your solution. Um, uh, I, so, so the developer on this one is actually really, really involved. Um, I want to, I'll ask you because you were listening from another room. I was not expecting to answer any of those questions. You, you were expecting him to do it, him to do it. Interesting. So how did the answers come across? They, they were good. They were good. Uh, none of the, so none of the, this is me just objectively answering Alex's question, obviously. No, they, they were all good. It seemed like, I mean, obviously you guys, you know much more about the project than I do. I, I just know the overall scope and generally what you guys are doing. No, they, they came off fine. 
It was actually it, the second meeting is the one where mm. I was just like, oh, that the second the second project you guys had to go up for was that was that's where I I kind of I was like that was the only time with anything you said where I said he should have done it like this. It was the only time. But, but it was afterwards that you had that realization because I'm telling you why the biggest the biggest after the meeting's over. Yeah. Okay. Because during the middle of it, we were texting back and forth after I was done. Yes, you're right. And I, you, you said I, I nailed it in the count. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you want to transition into the second one or well, or want to keep going on the first one? I just don't want us to lose the point. Uh, here's the other thing too: is like, so they were all. So I don't know if everybody else is still doing this, but <clears throat> let's say you have to do this during COVID, and right now all of our all of all of our meetings we're having with any city official is via, via Zoom. It's actually working out really well. Mm-hmm. What was night? What what was a really cool observation that I had from my end about Al and his team, his design team, and people helping him was. They, because he, because he has two different uh, designers that were working with him for the two different projects, and then uh, what they did is they basically had like Command Central here, and they were ready to go, and so they had like the project pulled up so they could pull up all kinds of square footages, and and they just planned for the whole thing, and then the next day, obviously, you guys came in a little bit later because yep. everybody stayed up late. Well, it I would, mean, we had to. What teach, would what so would be, if you if you're really, I would say. If you're really, really worried, like if your project is a contentious one, because they passed this, so they they ended up passing unanimously and agreeing to do this conditional approval. Yay, go F9, go developer. It's it's a huge project for us. But uh, if you're trying to push a project through that's maybe more contentious than this one, this one, I don't know, from my outside perspective, didn't seem that contentious. The, The first one? Yeah. People were mad at the traffic. They were really, really mad, and um, they had to go through. They had to kind of go through the traffic report and all that. But I have a feeling like they've heard that same retort before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I was going to say is, if you are going through a project like that, maybe maybe one way to test the uh, why didn't you just is if you did a mock presentation in front of if you could if you could mm. get a hold of like another colleague maybe your maybe 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 your wife or, or somebody else like that or, or your you know husband or I don't know sure and and then they could ask this the why don't you just yep why don't you just yep something like that yeah yeah so bravo to al and his team but you win some you lose some right second one they lost Second one we went down in flames. Second one was a little tiny project too. Yeah. <laughs> it was brutal. Very tiny. And and here's actually why I thought we were going to win besides the points that I laid out. The first project was massive. I mean, the building in front was 46,000 square feet that they're putting in this neighborhood. And this is a block and a half away from this. And one and, and the biggest issue that we were breaking was a size issue. I should have brought that up the first thing is you guys just approved a 46,000 square foot building in this neighborhood. And we're talking about a difference of 200 square foot on a tiny lot that could be made bigger. We lost that battle because of that technicality. Bigly. And I could go over all of it, but the, my main takeaway, they, they basically held on procedural grounds. And I think it was because one of the, te- one of the neighbors was threatening to sue. 
And they came in hot on the comments and just, it was baffling to me. And this is Lance's, Lance's critique because they said it, we were, we are going through the steps to permit an, an already built structure that didn't have permits. Yeah. And their two biggest things of why we couldn't do it is because it was too large, meaning it doesn't fit within the context. And I proved pretty convincingly. And, and I would say that they actually agreed that that rule doesn't really make sense. And it's not that it's too large for the context because you could build something bigger there. It's just a specific rule is saying that you can't. And then the second part was they're unpermitted. And it's so the first step is this step. Then we go to the building department and I think they were tired, exhausted. And here's, here's my biggest takeaway is that that bond farm project that had these huge things, huge ramifications, they had huge benefits for the city too. So they, they could defend themselves if anyone came off and they could easily defend themselves by anything they say. They'll say more traffic. They'll say, yes, but we're giving more housing to people that desperately need it. You know, they say you took away a, a trail. Yes, but we added more parks. You know, you added square footage in, in a neighborhood. Yes, we've added community amenities, to, you know, to build up the communities. Now this little tiny ADU addition. Oh, you broke the sizing rule. Why? So that this lady didn't have to spend a whole bunch more money rebuilding something that already exists there. For how long? 30 years, right? 1992. 30 years. Is that really 30 years? Yes. Yeah. So, almost both benefits enough. are to the one person and not to the community. And the threat of the neighbors is to themselves. So then they cowered out, didn't do what was morally right, and stuck to the technicalities of the rules. <sighs> and I believe that's my final conclusion. It's because there was no cover for them. It was only risk for them. So and they decided not to stand up. Exactly. And they only had, they only had, uh, they, uh, were, again, this is a project I was just not intimately familiar with. So half of me watched, I mean, first of all, the, the first half of the meeting was me watching like, like obviously we, we want this project to go through and finish because now we're on the construction docks, right? Basically yeah. construction docks. Um, and that's a, that's a, that's a lot, a large amount of uh, billability for us and stability for the firm. But the reason why I watched the second half was like I need to I need to see what the heck's going on with like the internal workings of my firm. So I, I want I was just genuinely curious, but but I was still an objective like viewer with a subjective slant, and so when I my objective the objectivity had me going, man, you guys like Al, you guys approached this. You guys should have started off by stating that this isn't about this isn't about. Um, getting the was a building permit or the certificate of occupancy this isn't, this isn't a, about the building permit yes the, it, we are in planning and zoning you are called the planning and zoning commission that's what I, so I'm, I'm getting pissed here because it, it's like me explaining to bond farm hey planning and zoning commission do you know that you are only talk need to talk about planning and zoning stuff yeah you yeah. have nothing to do with the actual exactly. we, building welfare and safety which is the building department so i thought of that i thought of exactly that and then I, and then it was Oh, but Al couldn't have went into that meeting and and basically told him that what their that, job was. That, yeah, that would have been patronizing. That would have been so condescending. It probably would have went even worse. But the fact that they got that they could not get out of that 
sticking point is ultimately, I think, one of the reasons why the meeting didn't turn positive again. Because there were parts where it was, seemed like it could turn positive again. So I think it's a crap. I think it's I think it's kind of a crapshoot when you get into these these situations. I agree, though. But but don't you agree with the principle that you are on possibly the losing end with an uphill battle if the only benefit is to the person? And if it was, a, let's say it was instead of the community. And, and yep. And yes. and you're yes. on a losing battle. If if you have that, you're not necessarily on the losing battle. But now if you have neighbors that are against that. Now it's another deficit because now the community is saying that this is a deficit. Yeah. So if you didn't have the neighbors, it, it could have maybe went all right, but still probably not because the head of the whole department came on in the end and said, this does not comply with the square footages. And we were directed by the city to actually ask them for a size adjustment to let us do it. And I said at the end, after they made all their points, is one of the options is that we could demo part of the structure and then we would be within the size requirements. But the way, like you said, like it was already too massive of a waves to get out yeah, of it. Yeah, you just, exactly. That's literally, that's the best, that's, a, that's the best example of it. it was too, you're like, the storm, had, the storm had already engulfed the meeting. You just could not get out of the storm. Yeah. It was pretty frustrating to watch. It was also one in the morning at that time. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's all we got for you for this this uh, segment of Al Gore, the Simple Country Architect. I, I bet you, I bet you, if it was the first on it, and I would have had more energy too, because then I would have made it a point because we will, I wouldn't have, all their energies wouldn't have been down. I knew anything more I was going to say, it wasn't going to go anywhere, right? Because I had more points to make. Um, I, but, but it wouldn't have helped. I know it wouldn't have helped. But, but to say, why are, you guys, why are you guys saying no when one of your options is to fit it within the size requirements? And they would have to discuss that. Mm-hmm. And then, we, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, now we're going to talk to, now we're going to hear from City Slicker. Uh, City Slicker, Swamp Slicker, something like that. He's, he's a man of all worlds. Countryman, everything. <laughs> Nick with Nick Reed. Hello, best friends. I hope you all had a great week this week. A reading. The code. One. I will take care of my physical health by exercising, eating properly, and getting the rest I need to recover and rebuild. I will take care of my physical surroundings, keeping them in order. Two. I will develop myself mentally by reading, writing, drawing, building, creating, and engaging in other activities that sharpen and expand my mind. 3. I will not waste time. Time is precious. 4. I will not waste money, and I will make prudent financial decisions. Money is hard to earn. Five, I will set goals that I will strive toward. Six, I will excel in my job because work is integral to life. Seven, I will be humble and not allow my ego 
to negatively impact my decisions. 8. I will control my emotions and not allow my emotions to negatively impact my decisions. 9. I will put others before myself. I will help other people and protect those who cannot protect themselves. I will take care of my friends and family and treat other people with respect. 10. I will be ready to protect my friends and family. My gear will be ready, and I will train to prepare and defend myself and others. This code is not perfectly suited to everyone, but it is not unalterable. You can modify it if needed. Customize it for you and your life. While it isn't perfect, it is a good place to start. And while we may never be able to live up to this code, we will be better for having tried. We will get stronger, smarter, faster. We will build a better career. We will be better mothers, fathers, husbands, wives, daughters, and sons. We will be healthier. Our lives will be better. And we will make the lives of those around us better. And to do that, we must strive. We must strive to be better in the things that matter. The code sets a standard, the highest possible standard. The highest possible standard reveals and delineates the path we must follow. Jocko. Tune in next week for more. Jocko. I'm going to listen to Jocko. He said, get appropriate sleep. I'm going to go home, lay on my couch. My kids are going to jump on me. I'm going to toss them to the other couch. They will get down from the couch, jump on me. I will toss them again until they tire out, and we will all go to sleep. Good for you. Sleep then. I will I will be going home and then uh, probably cutting the podcast, publishing it, and then I'll be playing volleyball. What? Kai is, volley- Kai is doing volleyball. But are you going to be watching? You're going to play? Me and Kai Volleyball. In the backyard. Backyard. You ever spike it in her face? She's right like 12 her, years old. Right in her face. But you got to get used to this. Yep. But she I'm gets, going hard yep, to the paint. Exactly. How are you going to get better unless you get <laughs> spiked on by dad? Good. So we'll both be, yeah, doing something physical. Throwing kids around. Yep. Don't spiking throw the kids. Them. I'm tossing them. They like it. All of those things. Speaking you missed the couch. Speaking of yeah. kids, young adults, let's bring down the crew for ARE Jeopardy. Which phase is typically the largest percentage of a project budget? A, SD, B, DD, C, CD, D, bidding. Rebecca's looking all confident over here. She's like, San Diego State? What do we have? Okay, we got C, C, and we have a no-show. C is the correct answer. Construction documents. Uh, question two. What U.S. city created their own building code instead of adopting one? A. Chicago. B. New York. C. Los Angeles. 
the San Francisco. I think cities are lazy for not adopting their own. Making up their own? How about that? All right, Longmonts. How about that? (laughs) Building code, not zoning, though. Building. Yep. Okay, here we go. A, B, B. So two people thought it was New York. Incorrect. It is Chicago. Wait, I wanted Chicago. What was that? Oh. You know what my zoning code would be? What? No zoning code. It would be no zoning code? Done. It's your property? Okay, do what you want. Do what you want? Do what, what you, if it do terms? what you need to do. Ooh, I've met some people with some questionable standards. Right next to your house, you want plywood? Just plywood going out, all that? The HOA could take care of that. There you go. It would encourage more HOAs. Oh, they are also the worst. Mm, sure. The worst. Sure. Yeah, you know what? I would expect that from a country architect. The simple country architect. <laughs> Number three. What is the minimum separation distance that a separate that a septic tank must be located away from a primary structure? A five feet. B ten feet. C twenty feet. D fifty feet. Away from a primary structure. Septic tank. Minimum distance. We need them repeated. Are we good? Do we have answers? What's the answers? All right. We've got A, C, and 50 feet. The correct answer is B. Which is? 10 feet. 10 feet. 10 feet. All right. What is number four? What is the minimum separation distance that an above ground propane tank ah, must be ah. located from a primary structure? Is it A, 10 feet? B, 20, uh, let me see here. God dang it. B, 25 feet. C, 30 feet. D, 50 feet. Above ground, minimum distance. What do we, what do we got? What do we got? A, B, C, or D distances. A lot 30 of hard feet. Ones. C, B. The correct answer is B, 25, 25 feet. 25 feet. Yep. Is it a tie? Ooh. Two? Two to two. Tiebreaker. Let's All right, first person, first person to come up with it. I mean, first person with the right answer. You know the rules, right? You're going to hold up the answer. Ready? Okay, three, two, one. What does SDC stand for? If they don't get one, we'll give them hints. SDC. Yep. And if you get this, you get a takeaway that win from both of them. Yeah, I agree. Rebecca, if you guess and you win... You're the champion. Champion. Gresh has seismic design kelps. Close. 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 There's your hint. Mark has sound dampen- damping. <laughs> nope. Nothing to do with sound. Smack design content. <laughs> so Gresh had the closest with seismic I got one. design kelps. Kelps. Mark has seismic design category. And that is correct. Bam. Congratulations to Mark. Mark, where are we going to eat today? Oh, we already ate at Culver's. Culver's. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. So get yourself some Culver's. Log on online. Go to RevitRocketShip.com. Buy RevitRocketShip.com. Email me what high school you wanted to go to. You did a good deed. You have Culver's in your belly, and you're going to learn Revit. There you go. Make it happen. If you haven't given us a five-star review, please give us a five-star review. If you haven't recommended this podcast to your mom, recommend it to your mom. We'll see you next week.